Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just wanted to jump in and let you know about my brand new free online masterclass coming up in June. The Anxiety Reset is going to show you how to stop anxiety and reclaim your life. We're going to look at everything that you are doing that is creating more stuck anxiety, why the coping mechanisms that you've been using are not working, and I'm going to give you a four-step approach that's going to help you to regain control of your life. So if you're tired of anxiety interrupting your decisions, dictating what you do, then this is the class to join. And best of all, it's absolutely free. The link is in the show notes. Welcome back to the Ease Anxiety Podcast. In this episode, we're going to look at what it truly means to let go of anxiety, to lean in, to accept, or to float, as Claire Weeks suggests in her book, Hope and Help for Your Nerves. Because if you have listened to any of the anxiety specialists or gurus over on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, you will have come into contact with this idea that in order for you to be able to overcome anxiety or reduce it or have relief from it, you're going to need to learn how to accept it and be with it. And most people throw their arms up in the air and say, yes, but exactly how do we do that? And so that's what we're going to deal with in today's episode. Have you ever wondered why anxiety just won't budge? Like, what is it doing here anyway? Welcome to the Ease Anxiety Podcast. I'm Deanta Fuchs, a psychologist turned international anxiety coach, and I'm on a mission to share a new perspective on anxiety that puts you firmly back in control of your life so that anxiety no longer interrupts you. So grab your cuppa, get comfy, and listen in as we demystify, destigmatize, and deconstruct what you think you know about anxiety so that you can finally do what you have struggled with for so long. Ease anxiety for good. Welcome back, everyone. It is my absolute pleasure to be talking about this topic because it forms the basis of the work that I do with my clients. Now, I've been working in the clinical psychology field since 2010 and in the specialized anxiety field for the past four years. And one thing that I notice about all my clients across the board is that when they come to see me, whether it be for coaching or for therapy, they want strategies. They want the steps that they need to put in place to be able to manage or overcome their anxiety. They want to know what to do. And maybe that's you. Maybe there's a part of you that feels like you need to know what you need to do with your anxiety in order for it to begin to subside or to go away. The thing about anxiety is that the more we do to it, the more we seem to create more anxiety. Now, we've dealt with the response types such as anxious fixation, nervous control, or shameful submission. And there is a quiz that you can take to find out where you land with how you're responding to anxiety. But these response types really talk to what it is that we're doing to anxiety in order to make it go away. So anxious fixation is that we are fixated on it, trying to stay on top of it, always checking the symptoms, trying to figure out how we can make those symptoms less. Whereas nervous control is always about controlling the anxiety, more meditation, more strategies that can calm the vagus nerve. And shameful submission is that we're submitting to the anxiety, more avoidance, more self-criticism. And the more things we do, the more anxiety we begin to generate. So when clients come to ask for strategies or coping mechanisms so that they can get rid of their anxiety, they are often deeply disappointed when I tell them I'm not going to give them another breathwork strategy or another meditation to try because 
It's in the doing that we're causing more trouble. And we really just want to allow anxiety to be. Because as you now know, anxiety is a normal, natural emotional response, right? It's as real and valid as your sadness, your grief, your anger, and your joy. And when you're feeling angry, for example, we don't have steps in process to try to help us feel less angry. Or when we're sad, we don't have certain strategies that we have to implement to try to make our sadness go away. Absolutely, when those emotional responses become stuck, we want to implement something to help us flow and be able to move with them. So for example, if we're angry about something and we feel like we're not being heard, well then having a voice and having a conversation about the needs that are not being met is going to be useful to allow our anger to flow. And similarly, if we're feeling stuck with our sadness, in other words, we're sad almost every day and it's stopping us from functioning, well, absolutely, there are strategies that we need to implement to begin helping us to process that sadness and to get us moving. And so in the same way with our stuck anxiety, which you now know is anxiety about anxiety, there are steps and processes that we follow to get that anxiety unstuck. The very first step is to understand that anxiety, to understand the difference between ordinary anxiety and stuck anxiety. And we want to understand what anxiety is doing in our bodies, how it's creating the symptoms that it creates. We also want to have a better idea of what our root cause is, what is the actual problem that the anxiety is trying to alert us to. Because the more understanding that we have about anxiety, the more empowered we feel and the more in control we feel. So that's the first step of undoing anxiety about anxiety. The second step, which is almost the most important step, is accepting it. This is the empowered acceptance response time, right? And it forms the second step of the ease method, which is what I teach inside my ease boot camps and my coaching programs. But this second step is honestly where the magic lies. So when clients are asking me for strategies to help them get rid of their anxiety or to reduce it, what I want to teach them is how to lean in and accept that anxiety. Now, for those of you who are familiar with Claire Weeks, she wrote a phenomenal book many, many years ago called Hope and Help for Your Nerves. And anyone who knows anything about anxiety will refer you to this book. It is a definite must read. And her concept of floating with anxiety is very much the same as acceptance. So I want to talk about floating because it might give you a better idea of how you can lean in and be with your anxiety instead of trying to fight it or resist it or push it away. Because that old saying of what we resist always persists is so very, very true and so very true with anxiety in particular. So when we talk about leaning in and being with anxiety, what we're really saying is that we want to make room for that anxiety to exist. We want to say, hey, it's okay that I'm anxious today. It's fine. I don't care if I have a panic attack. It doesn't matter. It's not going to kill me. It's not going to drive me crazy. It's not going to make me collapse or pass out. It is perfectly okay. I can cope with this. That is the core concept of acceptance. Now, Claire Weeks talks about floating. In other words, she's just saying we need to be with and to allow that anxiety around us as if we're floating in it or with it or through it. So let's talk about floating. When we think about learning to float, it's a, it's a really interesting skill that we learn, right? I have a seven-year-old who's learned how to swim fairly well, but floating on his back still seems to be a really difficult task. He can get there if he has somebody holding the back of his head, but to be able to float on his own is still something that's quite tricky. 
So you might think that it's such a simple thing to float in the water, but in actual fact, it is a skill that we learn. Now, when I watch him trying to float, I notice that he tenses up his muscles and he tries to move around. And the more he moves or tenses up, the more he sinks. And so when I try to show him how to float in a swimming pool, I like to take note of what I'm doing when I'm floating so that I can teach that. And if you think about the times when you just float on your back in some water, what is it that we're doing? Well, we're remaining totally still. We're taking a deep breath. We're filling our lungs up to the top so that we have air that keeps us on the surface. And we're allowing our muscles to relax and keeping our torso and our head on the water's surface, but without moving, because the minute we tense up, we're going to pull down and that's going to create the sinking. But when I'm teaching my boy how to swim, I'm giving him the steps of move your arms in this way, kick in this way, make sure that you breathe when you move your arm in that direction. There are steps learning how to swim. There are no real steps in learning how to float, other than keep still and relax. And it's much the same with our anxiety. When we're thinking about needing coping strategies or interventions or steps to help anxiety reduce or to calm the vagus nerve, we're talking about the steps that we learn to swim, to do something, to get ourselves moving. But floating isn't about those steps. Floating isn't about moving. Floating is about keeping still and relaxing. And that's what we want to do when that anxiety comes up, is we want to float with it. We want to just relax and not do anything to it when it comes up. Now, when you understand that as your anxiety comes up, and I'm sure you might feel this sometimes, your first initial response is, oh no, I'm getting anxious. What's going to happen next? I can't have this happen. Those thoughts, those things that you're saying to yourself are the very things that then generate more anxiety. You're sending yourself down an inevitable spiral of more anxiety just by fearing and worrying about the anxiety that's come up in the first place. So if we can remove that response, we're going to remove at least, at the very least, 50% of the anxiety that you're experiencing, right? And the way that we remove that response is by floating, by doing nothing, by not responding to the anxiety with more anxiety. Now, one of the examples that I love to use, because you may or may not know that I struggle with my own anxiety, and my anxiety manifests as heart palpitations. And sometimes my heart can beat so hard and so loudly that I can actually see my shirt move on my chest. It's that intense. Now, as you will agree, sometimes our anxiety just comes out of nowhere. So I'll be watching TV and relaxing and then send myself off to bed. And as I'm lying down and my head hits the pillow, bam, there goes my heart racing away and beating really hard. So much so that as I lie on the pillow, I can actually hear it in my ears. So what do I do with this experience? If I'm going to lie there and start worrying, what is happening with my heart? Why is this happening? I can't get anxious now. If I'm anxious now, I'm not going to go to sleep. If I don't sleep, I'm going to be so tired tomorrow. I'm not going to be able to do my day. This anxiety has to go away. As you can imagine, that's just generating more anxiety. And of course, it's going to generate more of the same heartbeat that I am worried about in the first place. So instead, I float. I actually just take a nice deep breath and I expand my chest and I imagine that I'm creating room for my anxiety and myself to exist inside my chest. 
Sometimes I may even imagine that I have an anxiety body, so a separate part of me that's just lying next to me on the pillow over there, and that anxiety body is just going to have the anxiety, have the heart rate increasing, have the palpitations, have the hard beats that are beating in my ears, and I'm just going to lie here alongside that and fall asleep. This is the definition of floating. It's about noticing what's happening in the body, but without really having a conversation with those sensations. It's about feeling the sensations of anxiety as they run through us on a physical level, but not attaching to them, simply being still and relaxing into it. And that is how we float through the experience of anxiety. I will tell you in all honesty, every single time that I've done that, I have landed up falling asleep in the midst of heart palpitations and a racing heart. Every time. And all of my clients who join me on my Ease Bootcamp will tell you that the moment that they learn to give themselves permission to feel anxious, the moment that they truly go, it's fine. If I become anxious, I become anxious. It's really okay with me. The minute that they allow those anxiety sensations to just wash over them without having a conversation with them, that anxiety subsides every single time. And that is how people go from being agoraphobic and afraid of leaving their houses because they're afraid they might have a panic attack or afraid to go to public spaces because they're afraid their anxiety might make them need the toilet or afraid of traveling to far destinations because they're worried their anxiety will ruin the holiday to doing all those things because they're allowing themselves to feel anxious because they know how to float. Because let's face it, the thing about anxiety that trips us up, debilitates us, and really hijacks our lives is not the symptoms or the sensations, but it is our fear of those symptoms. It is our fear of the anxiety that then stops us, that ruins the holiday, because we have this expectation that we shouldn't have anxiety, that we should be anxiety-free. And with that expectation comes the implied message that if you do have anxiety, well, then something terrible is going to happen. You know now that if you could remove that expectation of being anxiety-free, if you could truly just lean in and accept the fact that maybe you might become anxious, well, that's going to remove the anxiety about anxiety, right? And in many cases, it removes the anxiety altogether. Because most people that I work with are not actually afraid of being on an airplane because airplanes are unsafe. And most people that I know are not afraid of going on vacation because being in an unfamiliar city is an unsafe thing to do. Most people that I work with are afraid and anxious because they're anxious that they might become anxious. So leaning in, floating, and accepting anxiety removes that. And in effect, you may find that you are anxiety-free as you learn to accept it. Now, the ease method is less about teaching steps on how to float and more about giving you all of the information that you need to begin shifting the beliefs that you have about anxiety so that you can relax and be still. Because it really is the beliefs around anxiety and how unsafe it is or what it's going to do to you or the expectations that you think other people have on you or our past core beliefs or our past traumas that are being triggered that make us feel like we want to do something with the anxiety. But when we begin to shift those beliefs and those fears, it makes it far easier for us to just be still and not move. 
So much like my little boy who's learning how to float, he needs to trust that the water is not going to suck him in if he just calms himself down and is still. He needs to trust that his body will stay at the surface of that water if he does nothing to keep it there. And in the same way, we need to trust that our allowing anxiety to be there is not going to make it get worse. It's not going to kill us. It's not going to intensify to the point at which it's never going to end anymore. Our being still with anxiety allows it to subside. But in order for us to trust that, we need to let go of some of the beliefs. My boy needs to let go of the belief that water is an unsafe thing and that he'll just drop down to the bottom and sink if he lets himself float. And this is why we put those steps in place in our Ease Bootcamp to help you create the beliefs that you need to be able to relax and be still and to float. And that is where the magic lies. Thank you for joining me for this episode. Now, I just wanted to hop in here and let you know that our Ease Bootcamp for January is currently enrolling. If you are interested in seeing if this bootcamp is a good fit for you and may help you shift your anxiety and teach you how to float with it, then please use the link in the show notes to apply and see if you're a good fit. If you are, we'll send an email with your next steps and get you signed up for the Ease Bootcamp, which is kicking off in January. And what better way is there to start 2024 than getting on top of your anxiety? So that wraps up today's episode, and I have a huge favor to ask. If you found any value in what you heard today, please be sure to leave a review. I assure you it is not to stroke my ego, although it does help me to know that you love the show, but to help the algorithms get this episode into the hands of others who might need it. Make sure you follow the Ease Anxiety podcast so that you never miss a future episode. And lastly, I really love to connect. So find me on TikTok or Instagram and be sure to say hi. All the links are found below in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in 